Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast. We are fans of other things non-emo, but... Arguably, is it emo? Is it emo? It's mostly emo. It's primarily emo. Today, though, today, though, maybe not so emo? Question mark? Exclamation point? Questionable things. Apostrophe semicolon uh this episode is with the band hinder uh which you definitely know from their song lips of an angel you know from Uh, the memes at the very least yeah they are they do have other they they have six records and they're working on their seventh so there are other songs we're going to talk a little bit about that with them so don't you worry we do talk about lips of an angel don't you worry about don't worry we got you we get some butt rock questions off you know we're like hey what kind of what kind of butt rock is best? Nothing but rocky questions. Nothing but rock. Uh, we were very excited to have this one happen. It was uh, it was a about a month in the making. It, we we just kind of knew this one was going to be great. So uh, definitely stick around, listen to the whole thing. I feel like I've heard I've heard many podcasts do that. Like yeah, stick around. Like that's coming up. It's like I already clicked on it. Like what am I going to do? It's Turn a teaser because what if you listen to it and then you're like, oh man. This sucks. I don't like the intro. Or if you're like me, I'm really nitpicky for obvious reasons about the people's voices that I'm listening to. On the sure. So like, if I'm like, mm, don't like, like if somebody's like, mm, I don't like Lizzie's annoying voice. They'd be like, mm, I don't like Brian's voice. Well, like they'd impossible. be like, mm. no one's ever said that before. <laughs> uh, Everyone we'll, tweet at us if you hate dude, either of our not. voices, but please you still listen not. to us. Please Sorry. Do not. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into the interview shortly here. Uh, but first. We need to make sure that we have uh, five stars of a rating from you Only. where you listen to this podcast. That could be Spotify. It could be Apple. Dropping a five-star rating, that's what helps us. That's what gives us the energy. That's what gives us the motivation to get up every morning and keep doing what we do. Can you believe it actually feels our life source? That is uh, the energy from the center of the earth that provides us the ability to keep on keeping on. Uh <laughs> Another way to tell us that you think that we're great is to find us on our social media on the internet. You can find us on Instagram at Emo Social Club. You can find us on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. And you can also find us there on TikTok. Uh, then, then, so, so, okay, you found us at all three of those places, right? You found us at all the social medias. You rated the podcast. But there's got to be one more thing I can do to tell you that I think that you're the best not necessarily just the best podcast though the best music podcast perhaps perchance even in the city of chicago well isn't that wild and crazy of a thought have i got an answer for you you can go to chicagoreader.com slash best slash music the link will be down in the in the links below and you can rate us as the number one best music podcast in chicago reader which is for those of you not in Chicago or Chicagoland or even Illinois, it's one of the longest running nonprofit like cultural magazines, like and obviously digital too. So to kind of be nominated is shocking. 
Yeah. Because typically we are also uh, going against a lot larger podcasts that are in the Chicago area that are more often than not a part of radio stations. Yeah. This year's a little bit different, but we are still up against some other big timers too. So it's cool we're nominated. And uh, also we endorse uh, for best photographer, John Cotter, bestie of the pod. And also, Bestie of the Pod, Jordan, who are in the Dearlies for Best New Band as well. We can also support um, maybe someone you'll be hearing from soon. Uh, Mo Doran, mm. who's also nominated. So, for, yeah, Best Concert Poster. Yeah. Go and vote for them. So we are, we're, we're among good company, you know? We're, we're, we're hanging we're out with the, the coolest people. Um, James Van Osdell can suck it, though. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Friend of the pod, James Van Ostel, but we are up against him. And you know what, man? You've had your time. You've had your fun. Unfortunately. Do you want me to cut this? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think I do. Oh I, I, I don't think I it. do. You're going to have it. Do whatever you want. But you're going to be like, sim- let me simmer on it really quick. No, do whatever. It happens. Uh, James Van Ostel, we are going to be your 9 11. <laughs> I think I decided no, don't don't send this to him. So much. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so please check out the link down in the description below. Uh we we would love to have your vote. Uh you just have to do it once. Doesn't have to be like a thing we you do ever again. So just head on down there, check it out. Uh we would really appreciate it. And uh we we hope we hope we win, but also we just really appreciate that everybody could could help us to do that. And here's the thing, if we do win, we just get the notoriety of it. I don't think we win anything, but it's cool because then we can officially list it as an award that we have won. We win everything. I love to win everything. It's like a permanent thing. No one can, they're not going to do it again. It's it. Well, here's the thing, Brian. Are you good at like winning like giveaways? Don't put this part in. (laughs) This is a (laughs) cut for sure. Uh, actually, no. I'll answer that after we're done recording this. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. The answer is no. But it, it, <sighs> no, it's not a no like that. But we'll we'll yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So we appreciate you. Thank you very much for supporting the pod. And now let's go ahead and let's get into the conversation with Cody from Hinder. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with the long-anticipated Cody from Hinder. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We are extremely excited. Uh, when you, <laughs> I don't know if, if you're if you're the the person who runs like the socials and stuff, but um, for for those at home who are wondering how we made this miraculous day happen. Uh, a friend of ours, a friend of the pod, recorded a cover of Lips of an Angel, posted it on Instagram, and the band was uh, responded to it. And so we, I went on there and I was like, holy shit, this rules, and like, you know, co-signed from the band. And then you guys messaged us <laughs> and yeah. said, hey, we should do the pod. And we were like, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? We want this to happen so bad. Let's do it. Uh, was that you or was that... Uh, so, so I, I do kind of, I get on the socials probably more than anybody else. Um, but we also have a, a good friend of ours, uh, named Jason that, that helps us out, um, you know, when, when we can't do it. So that probably was him, you know, he handles a lot of our, like, uh, PR and stuff as well. He's 
been a part of the team for a long time and, and he's pretty awesome. So I think that that was probably him. But yeah, I, I try to get on, you know, whenever I can. I, I try to stay on top of it as much as possible. So are you the one who sometimes goes on like your Twitter and it seems like it's also like part band page, part meme page a little bit sometimes? Uh, yeah, I get on, I get on there some, um, you know, but J Jason's really good at like, you know, keeping, keeping me involved and kind of, you know, like letting me know what's going on and, and, and what we're talking about and what we're doing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not like somebody else just kind of, we just throw it over to somebody else, but yeah, he, uh, he, he definitely helps us out. Uh, well, let's make sure people know about you and about the band when we get started here. So, uh, so why don't you tell us like what you do in the band and, and let, let us know what, it, how would you describe hinder in 2023? <laughs> Man, old jaded, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, so no, I, 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 I play drums in the band. I'm, I'm, uh, one of the founders of the band and, and, uh, I guess my, my role has, has grown over the years into, um, you know, I've always, always been a songwriter as well, you know, one of the primary songwriters, but now it's kind of grown over the years into producer and part-time bus mechanic and, uh, <laughs> you know, does, I do a lot of things behind the scenes as well. So, um, I stay pretty busy. I'll say that. So as a part-time also bus mechanic. How is it to work on a broken down bus on the side of the road when you're trying to get from gig to gig? The worst fucking thing ever, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's terrible. Um, especially when it happens, we do, we, uh, we just had a show up in, up in South Dakota and it was like eight degrees outside and everything froze. And, uh, so I was out, luckily my, my dad happened to ride up with us. He had some family up there. So he was, he was on the bus with us. And uh, so we were out there, like in the parking lot, and there's like, you know, three inches of ice on the ground, and we're under crawling underneath it, trying to figure out what's going on, what parts are frozen, and um, it's always, it's always something, you know, we, we, we have a couple of buses now, and it's, it's, it's always such a pain in the ass, but, you know, it, it saves us, you know, it allows us to do, take a lot of shows that we wouldn't usually be able to take, so it's a... Uh, I don't know. It's a pain in the ass, but it's it's necessary, I guess, at this point. <laughs> this is when I see if I see anybody DIY like talking about DIY bands and like the DIY music scene. It's like, have you fixed your bus? Because that's real DIY. <laughs> <laughs> have you fixed your bus in the middle of a South Dakota winter? Because then you know that's a real yeah, that's man. a real band. <laughs> there was there was a time the same kind of thing happened, and it was so cold. I I had to stay back. Um, the rest of the band got to go off to the the hotel and get in their nice warm rooms. But I had to stay back with the uh, a mechanic, a mobile mechanic that we called him. It was so cold that I would we were trying to find some air leaks. So to do that, you have to spray soap and water. And I would go in and microwave the water, and I would come out and we'd spray it, spray the lines, looking for the thing. And within thirty seconds, the bottle was frozen. Like, it's, it's insane man i don't know there's there's so many crazy stories with those things but i mean if you uh have having a bus is, is pretty it's pretty nice you know it's like it's your home on wheels right mm -hmm. so it's, it's way better than than being in a van i don't think i'm gonna be doing that i'm too old for that <laughs> i can't imagine to be like oh, i guess i'll just go back to van life after that now just to feel no something <laughs> <laughs> um 
I I guess I didn't realize that the band had been around since 2001 because I I'm, I'm thinking I was in high school, maybe college when Lips of an Angel came out, which I immediately ran to the store and bought the CD because I just love the song. And then I like put the CD into my my normal rotation. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't realize the band had been around so long. But as we are like the emo social club and we're talk we talk a lot about like early 2000s bands, like what was kind of the scene that like Hinder started in and like how did you like see the band uh, uh, developing and and you know, all that stuff from, from that time, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we didn't get our record deal until like 2004 or five around there. Um, but yeah, the early days were, were very interesting. It was, uh, I don't know. It was like when we started, we were just a three piece, you know, it was our, our first singer, uh, myself and blower, our guitar player. And, uh, we started, you know, playing at college parties and, you know, and then we moved into uh, playing, playing this little awful bar. I mean, I loved it, but it was like <laughs> the dirtiest place ever. It was like, yeah. you know, there was an old radio banner on the stage and there was like blood all over it. And <laughs> oh my God. it was disgusting. And, and uh, we played there after we played our, our first show. I mean, I think we would play there like every day in the month of December one year, we, we played every day. Um, even Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas day, whether it was like just two of us playing acoustic or, or whatever it was. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of, it slowly grew, you know, um, we, we kind of got serious about it and took it as a business and it happened really fast for us on the, in the club scene in Oklahoma city, which is pretty much, pretty much non-existent. I hate to say that, but it's not a big music scene in Oklahoma City. It's really hard to, to break into it, especially playing original music. And, uh, you know, we get, we got lucky, did the right things and, and uh, really, I don't know, kind of marketed everything toward the, the, the college female base, which I think really helped us a lot. You know, we had, yeah, that'll do it. Kind of hot chicks at our <laughs> shows all the time. And then, so they all wanted to be there and then all the dudes wanted to be there. And, you know, bef before we knew it, it was just like this, this big thing. So, um, you know, when we got to the point where we were showcasing for, for labels, you know, when they came into the showcases, it was, it was packed and people were going crazy and they knew the songs and, uh, they were they were blown away. It was it was it was a really cool time for sure. I think it's kind of crazy to see like certain like states and like you know not like super major cities but like cities nonetheless. And you always think that oh you, this is going to be like a cultural hub and center, especially for music. And then to hear that like OKC doesn't really have that or had that, that's kind of wild. Because then now that I kind of think about it, I've never heard of that many bands besides you guys. I pretty sure like come out of okc uh yeah we, we've actually had well maybe not oklahoma city proper but oklahoma has had you know quite a few artists um you know the flaming lips are from here they're from oklahoma city uh the all-american rejects they're from stillwater which is just 45 minutes away um there are a bunch that i'm forgetting right now i can't think of but yeah we, we actually have had quite a quite a few quite a few bands come out of oklahoma so that's pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't that long after we kind of took off that we 
got inducted to the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, you know, among all these like really awesome, huge artists. And, you know, for us, that was mind blowing. You know, we didn't, we didn't really think that we belong there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you, there, if you should, you should look it up sometime. There are a lot more artists out of, out of Oklahoma that, you know, than you would expect more than I would have expected for sure. When you said all American rejects, I'm like, why do I think that they're like from California? I thought and they I'm were like, from like Arizona that's... originally. Oh, honestly, no, I, I, I have a feeling that like a lot of bands, like I would even say this about, uh, uh, fall off boys sometimes is like they end up moving to california and then they're like we're a california band now and it just depends on like how people in the city that they came from like feel like are we gonna like say no fall off boys chicago band or or hinder and, and all american rejects they're like an oklahoma band and it's like how do you like determine when you're like no we're gonna like have strong ownership over that and i don't know if like maybe all american rejects it's like nah we're you know, we're doing the pop punk thing. We left our hometown and now we're like from this new place and out, we're out here. We're California kids now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There was a there was a, a band um, from I guess they would have been like late 90s. They would have been considered grunge. And one of our favorite bands uh, called the Nixons. They were like they were like our it was actually like my first big concert I ever went to was the Nixons. Um, they had a, a big song in the late 90s and they were from Oklahoma city, but after they kind of really got going, they would always on stage say they were from Dallas, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's cooler than Oklahoma city at the time. I guess we always thought that was kind of funny. Huh. I mean, I, yeah, I guess like I, I just find it weird. Like when bands are like, no, I'm from here now after living there for a little while. And I'm like, no, you're always from, you're always from your hometown. Like you're always yeah. from where you grew up. And like, there's no way you're writing music that doesn't have some sort of sense of like, that original place you came from, that original experience of that place. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I think I you would always have it. Yeah. Well, you know, we've always been really proud of it because to be, to be honest, we kind of think that that was part of the, part of the reason that we had the success that we did because, you know, at the time, you know, we didn't really have any pressure to kind of do the things that, you know, everybody on, on each coast were doing, you know, we weren't, we weren't having to fight with, you know what they were doing in LA or New York we were just we were just a band from Oklahoma just kind of doing our thing and uh you know I, I think you know if if it wouldn't have been for that we wouldn't have we wouldn't have you know been able to accomplish what we did I mean yeah. it's it's great to have all these accomplishments because you're still around like and doing all these things and absolutely like, touring and also just collaborating with a lot of different things and ideas nowadays. I know that um, we saw like in 2019, you covered a song by the Eagles, which I feel like is a very like offshoot because we always see covers <laughs> and it's like modern day covers, like the pop goes punk or whatever it is. So like, what was like the thought process behind that? Uh, honestly, uh, one day I was just sitting around trying to, to figure out how to play life in the fast lane. And I just kind of, I don't know, just kind of stumbled upon this riff and it kind of was a little more like a little more dark, a little more minor. And, uh, thought it was kind of cool, you know? And so I, I had, had this idea and I, and I took it to, to Marshall, our, our singer now. And he, uh, he's like this phenomenal guitar player. Like he's just like, as far as music goes, he's insanely talented and smart, you know? And so, you know, he kind of, the two of us kind of put it together after that and kind of just 
you know, like you said, did a, a, a dark, heavier version of, of life in the fast lane. And it just kind of, while we were doing it, it really kind of made sense. Cause if you think about it, the lyrics are, are really dark, you know, and kind of, I don't know, kind of spooky, I guess. So t- it kind of made, made sense to, to make it a little more dark and heavy. So I, th- I think it turned out really cool. We, we still play that song. We still play it live every night. So. Hello club. If you haven't heard already, the podcast is nominated for the best music podcast in all of Chicagoland. Thanks to the Chicago reader. And you can vote for us to actually claim that full title, which is wild and crazy cool, but we need you to go online. As long as you are a Chicagoland, Illinois resident, you can go on there and cast your vote for us along with a bunch of other really cool people who are also nominated for a variety of other categories like best photographer, best concert design poster, best music venue, and things like that. To cast your vote, you can head on over to chicagoreader.com backslash best and let it be known that Emo Social Club might just be the best music podcast in all of Chicagoland for at least 2022 at least. Voting runs until Wednesday, February 15th, so make sure you get those in. And of course, thank you so much for supporting us and the podcast. Looking for some new music? The club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week. Who doesn't like a good cover? Well, friends of the pod, Pollyanna, took some inspo from TikTok and they covered a Lady Gaga favorite. Other homies, Tiny Kingdoms, have dropped their latest single called Clouds and Chemicals. And Half-Lives don't have to pretend to not know what's going on with their latest song. Everybody knows it. If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. So now you were saying uh, your your singer's currently downstairs doing uh, editing. So uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that's for, you know, music and for new stuff. And uh, you're you're on your seventh studio album and you say you're in the middle of it, so I don't want to like, uh, you know, say what does it sound like? Can you play it for us and all of that? But like, if you want to give like a tease to the audience of like what you're writing and and what we should expect. Hey, well, to be really honest with you, I don't really know what to expect. <laughs> uh, we've written a, a ton of songs and we've recorded, you know, more than an album's worth already. But um, you know, we're so all over the place, you know. Um, we like every kind of music that there is, honestly. And so, you know, right now we're just trying to figure out what it, what it needs to be as a whole, if it even needs to be cohesive at all. I mean, I, I don't even know anymore, you know, like people are just kind of doing whatever, you know, whatever they want to do. Um, so I don't know, we're trying to decide if we want it to be like some cohesive body of work or if we want to just, 
you know, kind of make every song be what it's, you know, written to be, and then just kind of let it like be its own thing, you know? So, um, yeah, we're, like I said, all over the place and, and we don't really know what the hell we're doing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while you're like putting together all these like different songs and like just trying to think of like how it's going to form, are there any specific like kind of like influences for like modern music that you've started to pull from, especially right now, like hard rock has seen like a huge resurgence or maybe it's just because I listen to Octane a lot <laughs> nowadays because <laughs> they have serious XM again. But I've been seeing like this change in sound and a lot of people having a lot of takes on that uh, development, the, the, the development of the sound and wanted to know if you guys are also like maybe dabbling in that. Yeah, I mean, we we try to we try to push everything, you know, and try to, you know, come up, incorporate different uh, different styles into whatever we're doing. You know what I mean? So um, I think even, you know, one of our one of our newer songs has has like a, a mandolin part in it or, you know, so it's got like which I don't know, this song's kind of. It's a song that we've actually been playing live, so um, some people have have heard it. But um, you know, it's got it's you know it's kind of got like that four on the floor pop thing going with you know some some big guitars and um, then like I said like a mandolin part and it's I don't know it's got just things from everywhere that we you know we tried to pull in and then you know then we've got some some other songs that are another song that we play live. Um, is is real uh it's kind of it's heavy but it's kind of got some industrial elements to it i guess and some uh some electronic elements so um you know we're always trying to to listen to you know other songs that are popular just for inspiration just to see what other people are doing and uh you know just see if it if it inspires us to to come up with something new so it, it could be a pop punk record <laughs> Actually, yes, uh, we have. <laughs> Funny and there goes that. pop punk. <laughs> we ha actually have written like three, three different like pop punk songs for this particular album. I don't know if it's going to make it or not, but um, <laughs> actually one of our favorite songs is like, it's like pop punk, like as pop punk as it could be. So, <laughs> I mean, we're, like I said, we're, we're really all over the place. We write every different style i mean marshall and i and actually and mike and blower were, were in it too but for a while we did a, a country project um and then you know marshall and i had this you know very short-lived alternative project and you know like i said we're we're all over the place we love everything i mean i i always say like i think that's the uh kind of the right way especially now when it's just like you know i might hear one song and then it's like ah let me it's like one song gets on one playlist right and you're like okay that's the song that like fits on that playlist maybe i go to the artist and it's like okay they're all different songs but it all fits like different moods and different genres and all that and i think that's just like kind of normal now where like uh you don't have to fit in that box so cleanly and so so perfectly it can be just like, yeah, I do what we do. And this is like the culmination of these people together in the studio that we get this out of it. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's awesome. Yeah, man, me too. And, and honestly, like, I think it's really cool to see these, these artists come out now that um, 
it's really obvious that they're not being told what to do behind the scenes by a, a label or whatever. Um, you know, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jelly Roll. Yeah. But that dude, that dude is doing everything. He just, it just seems like he just does whatever it is that he wants to do. And it's, it's always great. You know, he's super talented. His songs are awesome. Um, but, you know, they don't necessarily fit into to one tiny box. You know, they're, they may be country, they may be rock, they may be rap, they may be, you know, whatever. Like, I think that's, that's super cool. And, and for us, like, uh, you know, we draw inspiration from that for sure. I know with like Jelly Roll too specifically, um, one of the, I work in radio and one of our um, programming directors for the country station, we had him on one of um are like shows over the summer and they came back in and they're like oh my god we had this guy named jolly roll and he's like i was so blown away but i was so confused because it's not traditional country <laughs> but everyone was like losing their minds and i'm like well i heard jolly roll on octane so i didn't know that there was that much of a crossover per se until that instant i'm like that's really good because that means yeah. he's just expanding his audience yeah. Yeah, he's he's incredible. We we had the opportunity. We uh, we played Blue Ridge uh, Rock Festival, and uh, he was on headlining another stage, and we got to go watch him. And that dude's he's legit, man. He's the real deal. So um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's very inspiring. Yeah, I think like without with all that too, it's just like it's it's what fans are gravitating towards, and like. I think genre has just fallen completely out of it. And it's way more about like the authenticity of the artist and like connecting to the people that are playing it and, uh, and the lyrics and the music are around it. And it's like people like that just tend to like rise to the top because they just are that authentic type of person. There's not that like sheen over them from a label and like the polish of like, I mean like talking like MTV and VH1 back in, in 2005 and stuff. And it's like, there's just like very like untouchable artists. And you're like, I don't know them, but like, I'll say it in this way. I never thought in 2005 that I'd be sitting across from Hinder right now. So <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, well, now I know there's like this authenticity to artists, right? Like these, these are regular people who just like creating things and, and want to play in front of regular people and just have that connection and I think that now that we've sort of like been able to break down a lot of that facade, it's just like, okay, I'm just, I'm just liking what this person is creating and what this person is about. And now you get to have more of that interaction than, you know, just seeing somebody on TV and being like, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't know this, this whole, like, I guess it's kind of like a new, a new movement too, you know, with, you know, like I said, there's like a lack of, record labels and and corporate interests uh you know kind of putting their their nose into the uh to the creative process and uh you know i i think that's i think that's awesome i think it kind of it, it needed to happen you know for for music to continue to grow um so i i think i kind of feel like maybe it's a little bit less in in the rock world um you know kind of where where we live i guess but it's getting there, you know, starting to happen more and more. And, uh, I don't know. It's very exciting to me. You know, I think rock is finally starting to catch up again. I think as a result of that, people are finally, finally growing some balls and kind of pushing back a little bit and doing their own thing. 
uh sorry we lost lizzie real quick for the for the people that are out there uh hey it wasn't me that messed it up it wasn't you it was something that happened (laughs) um but i'll let alice i'll let you handle that in the in the background but i'll uh well, well we'll keep going here for a minute but um yeah like rock music just always seemed to be the genre that was more about like I don't know. It just like it didn't collaborate a lot, you know, like it wasn't about working with other people. It was about like we're bands and we're going and we're we're doing it. And it's like I think that I think when when people are like rock needs to like adapt and grow, it's mostly that like collaboration and that uh, 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 surrounding yourself with like the with other people and other genres and getting other ideas into it and not just trying to stick to that like narrow path of like, oh, we're going to. We're just going to we're just going to ride with just rock music because then people get kind of like, well, I've heard that before or this isn't that interesting to me. Like, I would like to hear something more and uh, uh, to bring up, you know, just one of the one of everybody's favorite artists, uh, MGK and and his like pop punk record. It's like at least it, at least it's not the same thing. And it did kind of like, you know, it, it rose to the top and for better or worse, it, everybody listened to it and it was just a big record. But. You know, it's like it's like it's it is different. It is something that we haven't heard. And now people are excited by it in that in that new path. But like everybody in rock hates him because he's doing the thing that's like, you know, that's not what it's supposed to be. And it's like, I don't know, man, it is what it is. You know, I don't, I'm not really sure that everybody in rock. Uh, well, first of all, I don't know that everybody in rock hates him, but like, I think it's more. It's more of an attitude thing, to be honest. I don't think it has anything to do with with what he's doing musically. You know, I don't think that. I mean, how could you hate on a guy that, you know, that that just wants to do something that's a little more rock? I mean, that's. I mean, who doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, rocks. It's it's cool. It's always been cool, and it always will be cool to some extent. I be, I mean, I think you know, in my mind, anyway. I just think it's the, you know, it's the the attitude and the shit talking. You know the. The, the whole thing where I think I'm I'm cooler and better than everybody else. I mean, nobody's buying that shit, man. Yeah. Let's be honest. Dude. <laughs> you're, not, you're not cooler. I mean, sorry, like not to be a dick, but you're just not. You know, yeah. like so. I mean, I, I heard a, a few. I've heard a few songs. Um, you know, from you know, a few of his, of his more rock tunes, and I actually I actually like them. You know, I think they're I think they're good. So. But yeah, as far as the collaboration thing goes, to be honest, I mean, that's something that we've been trying to do more and more. And, and it's it's kind of been a struggle. You know, we've we we really wanted to, you know, have a have a feature, you know, on a couple of the new tracks. And we've, you know, kind of we've reached out to, you know, some female pop artists or country artists. And, you know, it's just it's really hard to do to to nail them down. Everybody's got their own thing going. And if it's not put together by somebody else behind the scenes it's really hard to to make it work so um but when it does happen you know i i do think it's cool you know i think it's it's really cool for the listeners you know for the fans of music i think uh i think there are a lot of positives so you know i'm I'm kind of hoping that we can do a little more of it in the future for sure yeah i mean that'd be i, I yeah I, I looking i'm looking at like albums now and like people are literally just posting like who is featured on it and I'm like, this never happened in rock music before, where it's like we have yeah. these features on it. And then uh, uh, a friend of the pod uh, the other day sent me a song that was, uh, I think it's by an artist who does primarily country. I couldn't really tell because it was kind of like goofy, 
but it featured um the singer of a day to remember on it and i was like I, this is i'm not really sure what this is but it is really cool that at least like uh there is like these combinations coming together where like countries working with other artists and like screaming on their records i'm like that that doesn't make sense to me why are we screaming <laughs> on a country song but then it's like okay well try it do it put it out there see what people see what people think yeah man well country's getting you know increasingly heavy you know what i mean like it gets heavier and heavier every day you know guys like brantley gilbert you know they're out there i mean they're doing the if i heard correctly they were going to do do some dates with five finger death punch and i know they're doing dates with nickelback um I know I just said a like a bad word there, but you did not. Um, uh, you did not. I I, I, I will so. not allow slander on Nickelback on this this podcast. I'm a I'm a fan of Nickelback, and I will not hide it. Love you, love you for <laughs> saying that. Uh, so me too. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, yeah, country's getting like I said, country's getting heavy, and they're but they're also doing you know, you know, they're doing like I said, hip hop elements and 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 a little more pop and. I mean, the the original producer um, that worked with Nickelback is one of the biggest producers in Nashville now. Um, actually, he worked on our on our very first uh, first demo, or what became our uh, our demos for our first record. Um, you know, he worked on all that, and, and we we recorded it with you know with him at at Chad Kroger's house. So. Uh, back in the early days so it's uh yeah it's getting it's getting interesting for sure i like it <laughs> yeah i mean look I, I we can talk about some of the shows you played too because i saw you play with a lot of other bands that we really like but we we did push that there should be a uh a hinder nickelback tour so when when nickelback announced their tour i was like i hope hinders on this and it wasn't, but you know, the next time. Right, we're still trying. We're still trying to get out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've uh, we, we've had a long a long uh, history with with uh, with Nickelback. We've we've known those guys for for a long time, and haven't really been in touch, you know, for a few years now. But um, when we were out with them, man, we had a great time, and we have so many stories um, that we get to tell. So that's that's always fun. That's. Uh... We were we were talking a little bit before we we jumped on the recording of it, but I wanted to make sure that it was understood that butt rock is not a negative term in this in this context, and that we are actually fans of butt rock. If if that's what you want to call everything, so uh, you know, and not and not to lump anybody in, but like if we're talking like you know that sort of genre where it's like Nickelback, uh, um. I guess Creed kind of like I grew up listening to Nickelback and Creed and it's like, yeah, just what I'm used to. So all the bands that kind of just sound like those two bands, like anything that has like the grunge influence or like um, some people call it like the, the, the middle of the country, like rock music or things like that. But I don't think it's a bad, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a bad word. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, whatever. I don't care if it is, man. I like, I like all the bands that, you know, that came out, came out around the same time or just before us. So call it what you want, man. I don't, I don't care. I love it. You know, like, <laughs> I always love that. What's that, the, that dude that had that like big, big TikTok where he's like, uh, <laughs> calling it, talking, you know, stop calling it butt rock. And he's like, I'm talking about stained. I'm talking about Hinder. 
<laughs> you know, like that guy. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's it's uh, like when you said it, I thought maybe you were talking about Jarris Johnson, who was taking a lot of uh songs and doing like sort of like an updated like new metal butt rock take on a lot of music and then ended up like doing a collab with Papa Roach, like redoing one of their songs with them just because he like had that sort of like I don't know, the butt rock voice, the sort of like gravelly her and just like <laughs> singing that on top of Papa Roach with them. Like, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't know if I've heard it or not, uh, but I'm going to go look for it after this yeah. for sure. <laughs> he, he, he had a few, he did a, he did one with bring me the horizon too. Like he just had a very like wide range at that time. Um, it was a little bit of like that, the butt rock, the new metal, the hip hop, like all these influences and just, made tiktoks of him and then everybody's like holy shit this is really cool we should we should work with this guy uh which is i don't know that again collaboration i'm like yeah just pick up the dude on tiktok who's like i i like this song and i want to do it like this and i think this sounds cool yeah dude uh bring me the horizon that's uh that's one that you know i've kind of you know, I don't listen to a ton of new music unless you know i'm more of a fan of like songs instead of you know bands so i don't necessarily always follow along but um bring me the horizon man they're doing some cool stuff you know that's that's one band that i think is really interesting because you know they've got that super heavy thing going but then they'll they'll just come out with a straight up pop song Mm -hmm. you know that's like i mean the guitars are heavy but they'll even bury them down in the mix like make it a pop mix you know and and the his singing style will be super pop and then he'll just scream one or two lines and <laughs> pass it off as metal. And I think it's great. Yeah. Dude. I think it's awesome. I yeah. love it. It's super cool. They've, uh, they, back in the day I was like, I'm really into this. It's this really cool. And then over time they just become one of my favorite bands. And I'm like, yeah, it's just that, that the sort of thing. It's just like, you do whatever you want. You just, you just go into the studio, you start making music. It just comes out the other end is whatever it is but clearly it appeals to a lot of people and a lot of people are interested in it. And I think it like opens up for like other artists who are doing a similar thing where it's not just so, yeah, not just butt rock. I guess. I mean, I mean, honestly, from, from like a production standpoint, I think it's, it's all very, very interesting. And, you know, I'm kind of become a, a studio nerd, um, you know, in the last several years. And, um, you know, I mean, that's, we, we listen to that stuff in the studio just for, you know, for inspiration all the time. I think it's super cool. So another band I want to ask about that I think you recently played a, a show with is uh, another band that everybody in our community loves is Hoobastank. Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. another band that I'm like, like, I think you guys and, and Hoobastank just never got like enough credit i don't know this is like where i come from where it's just like i listen to both your bands and i'm like dude why does nobody why wasn't everybody think this is like the greatest shit right um but yeah like we're the greatest shit i i mean look i like i said i grew up on this type of music so it's like this is just that it just uh it just fits in my world but um yeah like what 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 do you think like uh uh no what do you think about I love Hoobastank, to be honest with you. Um, we, we just, we played a show with them probably, I don't know, it's been probably four or five months ago. And uh, we'd played several shows with them before. They were, I think we were a- actually out on the Nickelback tour um, together at the same time, like one of our very first, definitely our first arena tour. And, 
you know, we watched them every night just because, you know, we were friends and, and fans. Um, but then we played a show with them fairly recently and holy shit, dude, like it was incredible. Like I couldn't believe how good it was. And it was like, it's like they didn't even have to try, you know, they flew in, played on, you know, rental gear. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't have any other stuff. They just flew in, walked on stage and just like blew the roof off the place, man. It was incredible. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like we've said, I think that this is now being that, being that like we brought back, you know, the emo resurgence, the pop punk resurgence being like, now it's in the mainstream and everybody's trying to like emulate it, do some of that stuff. It's like the next one has to be like these types of bands because yeah, like, Ubastank is just like coming in, blowing the blowing the roof off the place. It's like, yeah, like there's got to be an opportunity here for like that genre to pop back into the mainstream and do something big again. You know, I would like to think so. You know, like we're in the middle. You know, as as we talked about, we're in the middle of making a record, and and we're kind of we're kind of getting a lot of like pushback. Um, mm. You know, when we're trying to just kind of write the songs that we've always written you know it's like everything needs to be heavier you know like mm. it needs to be more closer to metal you know what i mean if, if you're trying to to play the radio game and, and we kind of kind of stopped playing that game for a while because of that you know that's mm. that's not really what we do i mean we might do it sometimes if it if it happens naturally but you know that's that's one of the 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 struggles that we're having right now is that we keep writing songs and everybody's like, oh, I love this song. I think this is a great song. We need something heavier. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of becoming a, a, a struggle. But we'll we'll see what happens in the end, man. But like, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I really wish like, you know, I really wish rock could go back to the days where it was just about a great song. You know, it was just about a song that that means something to people, that relates to people, that has a great melody, a great hook, great lyrical content. And we didn't have to worry about, you know, how many bass drum notes we could fit in a bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sure. or, or how, how distorted we could, we could get the guitar tone. You know what I mean? I just, I want it to go back to being about the songs again, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I may lose that battle. Yeah. Is that is that I I don't I I realize I don't know if you guys are still with a label or is that push like coming from somebody like that or is it just sort of because also like for me it'd be like I'm in the studio and everybody's just got ideas and you're trying to fit all of them together and eventually you're like no guys we have to we have to still cut out some of these ideas we can't just put like double bass in everything you know <laughs> well I don't I don't really do much of the the double bass thing anyway it's just not my <laughs> It's not, I'm not, but do they I'm look over at you and they're like, Hey, do double bass at this part? And you're like, No, I'm not doing that there. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little here and there, but I'm, like I said, I'm not good at it. It's not my thing. So <laughs> they may be just shit out of luck on that deal. But, um, yeah, yeah. So, so right now we're, we're kind of in a, in a trial thing with a, a cool little, uh, like boutique label, um, which is really cool. Um, you know, it's with, uh, with Howard Benson, and uh, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with with Howard, yeah. I mean, uh, Killswitch, one of the biggest producers in the whole world for the people out oh, there. Oh, no, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's 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 great, man, great guy, um, and we're we're actually loving working with him. And and then the other guy that 
owns the label with him is is Neil Sanderson from Three Days Grace. Okay. Um, so, but you know, I think it's it's less about like their preferences and more about where rock radio is. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, I think that is just pushing it, you know, further and further down the the heavy path. You know what I mean? Um, they're just trying to, to to be as heavy as it can be and. I'm not sure that I understand that, but that's where it's going. Okay, so you just heard a little bit of just Brian and Cody going back and forth. My internet went out, and then it blew my fuser box. It was a whole thing, so it took me a little bit to get back into it. Um, but you'll hear me jump back in here. No problem. We're all good, and it's fixed, so we don't hopefully have to worry about it again. So enjoy the rest of the interview. Well, I'm glad you popped back in on this one because I was going to ask a good question about radio because we're talking about like how radio is pushing you in that direction. So, I mean, like, I think we're more used to like from from our friends when we talk to is like radio is not really the big thing, but we talk more about like Spotify and like finding an artist just through there or, or playlists and all that. But are are you sort of thinking that like there's more people that are are listening to radio and are finding your band through radio still? You know, I don't know that it's necessarily necessarily like terrestrial radio. More, it's more so. I feel like like Octane's still a big deal. You know, like that's the one thing that still moves the needle as far as radio radio goes for rock. And you know, obviously, if you want to have a home there, you're going to have to continue to to be heavy and kind of follow what they do. You know, follow their format. Um, I don't know if that's going to work for us. We'll we'll see. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, for, for whatever reason, that's, like I said, that's, that's the big push, you know? So right now, just so you know, when we're, we're here, we're down, down in the studio, uh, downstairs here, that's what we're doing. We're bang, you know, beating our heads against the wall, trying to come up with something. <laughs> heavy. Um, but we, we do, we have a, we have a whole, like, like, you know, like I said, more than an album full of songs that are, that I think are pretty, pretty cool songs. And, you know, hopefully those will, have the opportunity to be I mean, heard it's as definitely well. we'll kind of like the bring me the horizon route which i feel like everybody is more like accustomed to and i feel like kind of kick-started this like you're in one certain genre but then you kind of like have these different varieties but people like it all across the board no matter what and that's still played on like mm-hmm. octane some of that came on to uh wkqhq 101 here in the city like it kind of came and went because it was a little bit too heavy but I know like Rock 95.5, which is our <laughs> other hard rock radio station here in the city, even though it's relatively new, um, they're also like including that in. But I do agree because I know also a um, friend of our of the pod, uh, Cricket Teeth, Tyson had said because he was playing on a couple of festivals coming up that are a little bit more of that hard rock angle. He said that he's starting to like experiment with that type of thing, too. And I think it's so interesting and like different and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were just talking about that earlier. Like, Bring Me the Horizon. That's that's one band that I feel is like they've really mastered that. You know, like writing you know a pop song that is just, I mean, to my ears, like a straight up pop song, and then uh, you know just layering the the heavy tones underneath, and you know he's got that that scream thing that's just so cool and and undeniable. Um, you know, not everybody can do that, you know, so, um, you know, I think for, for some of us, it's a little more of a, of a struggle than it is for them. But I mean, I, th- I think it's 
awesome that they've been able to to do that so well and and uh i don't know it kind of it opens doors for for bands that have that ability and i think that's fantastic lizzie i apologize because we did talk a little bit about bring me the horizon nickelback and Hoobastank while you were you dropped i know i know i was like i was like oh brian's going on to something then like everything froze and i'm like oh no and it dropped out and then my discord (laughs) went down and i ran downstairs because my brother's trying Mm. to do homework and he's just like why is the internet down i'm like yo i don't know (laughs) let's figure this out Uh, well, if you have anything you want to ask Lizzie about Hoobastank, are you can, guys really you do besties? That too. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we we like to think so. I don't know what they would <laughs> say, uh, but no, we we actually do love those guys. Um, we have a great time every time we see them. You know, they're they're super cool, super nice, super down to earth. Um, and uh, I was just saying that we we played with them recently. And holy shit, their live show was incredible. Like we'd played a million times with them before, and I'm sure it was I'm sure it was great, you know. But we just maybe we were just always drinking too much. I don't know because um, <laughs> that's what we do. But uh, it was I don't know. I feel like they're just they're as good or better than they've ever been. So yeah, they're I awesome. I can't wait for the butt rock renaissance to finally come into its full form in the year 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope that happens. Yeah, same. Um, do you think, at, 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 talking on genre, because obviously we're we're the emo social club, and I don't know if people are like, oh, wait, hinder emo? But, like, uh, uh, were you doing, like, a, a charity compilation with, like, emo and pop punk bands and, like, uh, like, like during COVID times? Was that was that something you were doing? It did. Yeah. And, and that was all through our, our buddy, Jason, that I was telling you about. He kind of he kind of set that that whole thing up. You know, it was, you know, somebody had had sent in a, a cover song of, of Lips of an Angel. And we I mean, obviously, like there couldn't be a, a bigger compliment than that, like somebody covering your song and sending it over to you. So, um, you know, we just we thought it was amazing. And uh you know, we were we were lucky that so many bands, you know, came in and wanted to be a part of it and, and you know, raise some raise money for a good cause. And, you know, we, we were thrilled about it. We loved Do it. Do you know what, which band covered so... Lips of an Angel? <laughs> I mean, there there have been a ton, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't I can't really think of of any off the top of my head besides like. Uh, the the biggest country one that you know uh, Jack Ingram uh, that one did that one did pretty well but there right, there have been a, a, a ton which is is cool you know like <laughs> none of them that have really like been like super mainstream but I think that's even cooler that you know like these these other bands that are actually like kind of cool you know <laughs> are doing. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing that I think happened like for us too, is like if a song gets you right and the song just is good and the song is just fun to listen to and sing along with your friends to, it doesn't really matter like the genre. But I also think there is like an emo streak in a lot of like these songs, you know, like it is a song that 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 meets the same sort of criteria as like it's you know, a dramatic song about this one thing. It's about emotion. It's about your feelings and all that. And like, that just, that just is the same thing to me. So like the idea of like, 
like somebody is going to like everything for the same reasons i think just because it sounds a little different and all that it doesn't really like i don't know it doesn't take me out of it you know i i completely agree 100 percent. i think the whole the whole point of of writing music or doing anything entertainment related really is is just to to create something that connects with people that you know that people can relate to and you know that can kind of make people stop and go holy shit man that that person is going through the same thing that i'm going through right now you know and uh you know hopefully it, it helps people you know i think that's the great thing about music it's definitely been like a new way to like kind of pivot it all into like the emotional aspect of it because i know i personally have talked to friends been like oh i listened to like butt rock like three days grace and there's actually been like a lot of argumentation for some weird reason about playing like things like three days grace hoobasank and like even hinder at like emo and pop punk nights which i think is absolutely silly um because it all fits in that genre but because you also um have a lot of these um songs and music that came out years and years ago and with like kind of the resurgence of a lot of these art like bands and artists coming back and going on these kind of like anniversary tours, are you ever going to do um, your extreme behavior anniversary tour? Because COVID obviously canceled it, but we may be closer to a, you know, another big year <laughs> touring of that. Now it's 2023. Yeah. yeah, we're coming up on 20 <laughs> years. Oh, God. Uh, that sucks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I feel like we're we're definitely gonna have to to own up to that at some point when we get there. <laughs> and uh yeah, we're gonna have to go back and, you know, relearn all the songs that that we don't play anymore and and uh, you know, do a do an anniversary tour, you know. We were we had we had a some really big plans for the fifteen year uh anniversary and you know, like you said, COVID kinda kinda squashed it all, but uh you know, I'd like to, to kind of revive some of those ideas and, and, uh, and do a big tour. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Now on this upcoming, what's well, hopefully potential tour, are there any like artists or bands that you had either like originally spearheaded to be on this or would want to have on this upcoming tour or any upcoming tour really? Um, I mean, yeah, there, there are a lot, you know, um, You know, there are a lot of. We always had this idea of, 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 you know, getting some of the some of the late '90s bands. I think that would be really cool. Um, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but you know, I think it'd be really cool to get like Eve Six, or yes. you know, get like Lit. Uh, yes. That's another band we love. Um, maybe like. Uh, Big Wreck. I don't know if you guys remember Big Wreck, but that was that was a band that we were you know, really big fans of. Um, yeah, I mean, there there's so many bands you know that we we'd love to to pair up with. You know, we haven't toured with Papa Roach. You mentioned them. We haven't toured with them in quite a while. I think that would be incredible. Um, I mean, there there are a, a ton of bands that you know we've gotten to know over the years that we have you know really great relationships with that we'd like to to pair back up with and do. I mean, yeah, that's like, I mean, look, we're coming to the Chicago date. We're going to be there. We will be as close to the front as we possibly can. But it's like, damn, that just like that sold tickets to somebody that wasn't me yeah. already buying the tickets. <laughs> well, let me ask you. So who would you like to see us do it with? Like if you had, if you could pick like 
three bands. I mean, I would say we want the Hoobastank collab. We want the Hoobastank tour. We want a a Nickelback. Nickelback Hinder. Like we want. We want this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, that's been in my head for a while. Like since I've been thinking about like you know this this resurgence and 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 these bands. I'm like that. That is the first to me. But um, I mean, I could see a Three Days Grace being on it and being pretty cool. Especially because Three Days Grace, I think One X has like an anniversary coming up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of Lizzie's uh, favorite bands too. So I'm also biased <laughs> too. Is that um, I would be like, this would make absolutely. I think it would make some sense, but it'd be like a mixed genre thing. But like Hollywood Undead, because it does kind of fall into that. But they've gotten more modernized. So like, I mean, they're on tour right now with Papa Roach. So. Okay. All right, cool. Well, on the on the three days grace front, uh, we were just we were just talking about them. We've been doing some uh, some collaborations with with Neil. So um, and he's he's part of the the label that we're we may be releasing some some music with, uh, you know, on the next go around. So I'll I'll definitely. uh, Yeah, I'll definitely mention it. It's like what the Crystal Girlies say. They're like manifesting. If you like say it or something, you know, it's supposed to happen, ideally. So (laughs) just put it on the universe. All right, I love it. <laughs> I love this it. is like a surprising byproduct of like we started this podcast just to want to like you know talk to bands and talk to people we love and, and nice people in the music scene. If we get to you know just manifest a tour package that happens to come through our town, I think we've done a good job <laughs> with this podcast, and this will be our last interview. <laughs> well, if you can. Uh... I don't know. I don't know if you guys, if, if, if it's like, if you guys record this, if you can just send me this little clip and mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll just use be like, it. I'll use hey, it. Hey, record label. Maybe. Have you ever considered this? I was on this podcast and they had a great idea. Feel like we have to trust them. At least one of them listens to Octane. Like, come on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we've got a few minutes left, so I, I want to make sure that I mention to you before we like do some plugs and where people can find you and all that. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, I do want to mention that it was uh, so we DJ the local emo night LA here in Chicago, and one night we we had just been doing like a, a DJ stream on Twitch and we played Lips of an Angel and just everybody was just talking about it. we're so excited about it stuck in my head like damn this song goes so hard. So at Emo Night, I was like, well, I'm going to play this like as the last one. But that, but then we usually play Helena by Mike Hem at the end of the night. That's like the last, you know, hey, get the fuck out after the song is done. Um, and so we were running low on time and they were like, you got five minutes left. And then I was like, ah, I'm not going to be able to play all of both songs. So I'll play I'll play like through the first chorus of Lips of an Angel and then I'll get to to Helena and we'll just close out the night. And just when the song started the room exploded people were just like having an absolute blast top of their lungs screaming all the words and i'm like i kind of feel bad switching to my yeah. chemical romance right now having like, the everyone best is time really loud right now so like now like uh 2023 lips of an angel obviously if you do the 20-year tour like you know that's that record but like how does it feel to like have that song like still blowing up, still popular in the year 2023? Dude, it's insane, man. It's it's like 
I mean, you know, we always loved that song, you know, right after it was after it was written. But, you know, we, we thought it had potential to to do something, but we had no idea that it was going to, to be what it became and and it was going to have the staying power that it did. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like we <laughs> to be honest, I feel like we just got lucky, you know, and uh, I mean, it's it's really unexplainable you know it's like I, I i don't really i i don't have the words to explain you know that, the way it feels to have a song like that you know it's just it, i don't know kind of kind of still even to this day so many years later it feels like kind of like a dream a little bit you know it's just kind of nuts yeah <laughs> like i don't know if we've ever talked to somebody who you know has had a song that's like exploded that way and like been defining of like uh, you know like you know where you were when you hear that song you know how it makes you feel and it's like oh, i'm right back to like that day that i heard it and all that and it's like i don't know if we've really talked with somebody who's had such a huge single a huge like breakout hit like that it's pretty wild i'll say that you know it, it, <laughs> it was uh definitely definitely life-changing for us you know i mean it it pretty much I mean, you know, Get Stone was our first single and it did really well for us. Um, you know, I feel like we probably could have could have had a, a career, you know, just off of that song alone. But, you know, when Lips came out and did what it did, it just, I don't know, like I said, it, it was it was life-changing, changed everything for us. So, you know, it's cool. We're still living on it. It's great. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's just, it's, it's very likely. I, I think it's very likely it's just going to pop back up again. I'm waiting for again. it to become just... like a viral sound on TikTok. And then everyone is suddenly yeah, like, same. have you heard about butt rock? <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> what do you know about butt rock? <laughs> I'm waiting for it too. Maybe I know we're going to make a, gonna make a TikTok. And then we're going to do it. Brian's going to be upset. And then he's going to be like, why wasn't I in the TikTok? I'm like, you don't like to be on TikTok. That's why you're not on the TikTok. Hey TikTok, I hate it. <laughs> I was saying uh, earlier too, like I, I every so often I just need to delete Twitter off my phone. I'm like, it's, this is just, this is just annoying. Like everybody just has like the worst content. People are just posting bullshit instead. Like post something fun, be interesting, be nice, be like just, just a part of the world. And everyone's just instead just angry and mean and just post like, like half of a thought and then says no i'm very right and everyone else is very wrong and i'm like cool i'm deleting this and tiktok yeah, i'm just well, like cool i'm not ever gonna check that i feel like we're really, we're actually really bad at social media because we we have a very specific sense of humor and we think that we're fucking <laughs> hilarious like <laughs> and so everything we do we you know we try to make it funny and i feel like we will post something and nobody gets it and then it's just like all the winds out of our and we, just, we get discouraged and we quit posting shit for a while and so i think that's that's why we suck yeah <laughs> uh well speaking of that we can go ahead and do uh some plugs of where people can find you on the internet and if you see any of these hilarious takes make sure you're liking and retweeting <laughs> and and reposting you know come on guys uh <laughs> So where can they find all of these hilarious anecdotes on the internet? Uh, it's super easy. Everything is is Hinder Music. So flash Hinder Music for across all socials. So it's easy to easy to find. And look out for new music. 
coming soon would you say this year or do you do you not want to have a date on it yet yeah i don't know if i can have a date on it yet you know until we until we get heavier man you know once we get heavy then we'll, we'll then we can start throwing out throwing out <laughs> new music but uh we're definitely working on it you know i feel like you know we're we're pretty far into the process and we've got some some good stuff so we're excited i think i'm pretty confident that it'll it'll be this year but i, I definitely and then don't hopefully have hopefully we get some type of summer or fall tour out of it maybe winter yeah we're hoping you know if i've i've heard you know we may really ramp it up in the fall um but you know we're uh We've, we've recently made some changes in our in our team so you know hopefully hopefully things are uh, are gonna move a little bit faster so and uh, pick up a little bit we'll see what happens it'd be warmer weather to fix your van yeah. or your bus at least oh God. yeah <laughs> I sure hope so. yeah. uh well perfect we're gonna go ahead and we'll wrap up the recording of the podcast here we'll hang out for a little bit over on twitch uh, there's some people uh, people chatting over there, so we'll go ahead and talk with everybody over there. Um, but in the meantime, make sure you're following Hinder everywhere. New music coming soon. New touring coming soon. Uh, butt Rock Revival happening <laughs> currently, immediately right now. Um, so yeah, we'll go and we'll chat over there. But uh, in the meantime, Cody, this was just, this is exactly what we wanted. Thank you so much for being on the pod. <laughs> Yeah, man. Anytime. Thank you very much. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Again, five star rating, five star pod only. I mean, listen, what other pod are you going to listen to that has us on it? And we're being like really cool and interviewing Hinder. Yeah. What other podcasts are you going to listen to that we're on? Because <laughs> we're not on any other podcasts. So I guess that tracks. Uh, if you feel like this was a great podcast as well, you can watch the video of it over on our YouTube channel at emo social club just search that on, on youtube and if you think we're like the best podcast in the city of chicago Correct. music music parentheses uh please go to the link down in the description to vote for us in the chicago readers best of because we would love to be known for what we do here we love being the best we love being recognized except for in person please don't do oh that. yeah also shout out to the few uh people who came up to me at the Fall Out boy metro show and said Oh my God, I'm so happy you made it here. I listened to your <laughs> podcast and I was so shook from my entire ordeal of my day. So thank you because that uh, it still is kind of weird to me, but also like it's very appreciated and that's really cool. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs> Long ass pause bracket. Sorry, I was trying to hit it and then there's like the music came up. I'm just like, all right. Whatever. Let's you just like really well. You were just a dead silence. You're like, yeah. well, because I was trying to reach for it and I couldn't, and I had to move. It's fine. <laughs> we will be back next week with another podcast. With what? With whomst? Who knows? Who knows? But please, Bessies. please check us out then. And from all of us here at the Emo Social Club podcast, I'm Brian, and I'm Lizzie, and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Post log. Hikey hydrated. I drink all my water. Water. Hmm. Look at me, moisturized, hydrated, staying in my lane. <laughs>
Honey, why you call? Okay. <laughs>